today's podcast, Sunday, November 26, 2023. Appreciate everyone joining us today. We just did the PFL recap. We also did the Ian Gary recap <laughs> in the first uh, episode of today's podcast, Marcel. Now it's it's time to turn our attention to UFC Austin. Darius for Saryukian. I think it's a really good card. We did lose a fight, though, this weekend. Uh, a fight I was looking forward to a lot, Khalil Roundtree and Azamat Mirzakhanov. What happened there? Mirzakhanov got injured? or I think he had, he had pneumonia. Why do you say that? Pneumonia? Pneumonia, yeah. That's not good. I don't think that's good. Yeah. How okay, do you say that again? Pneumonia. I think pneumonia. The, uh, the P is silent, right? It's weird. Okay. English is a weird fucking language, man. Yeah. So that's what happened. Okay. Well, that's too bad because I actually thought that was a good fight. I was going to pick Cleo Roundtree as a dog in that one. He was like plus 200. I I did like him a little bit. Who were you going to win in that fight? Oh, like definitely Mursakhanov. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cleo's look good. Anyways, we don't, we're not going to see it. So we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Cleo's fighting Anthony Smith this week. All right. Let's get into UFC Austin Marcel. Let's start with the first fight of the night and work our way up as we always do. The odds courtesy of DraftKings, the uh, bout order courtesy of UFC stats. All right, Marcel, let's get into this card. First fight of actually before I get into, I'll just ask your thoughts. What's your overall thoughts on the card before we get into each fight? Yeah, it's uh, it's a good card. By the way, we, should, do we call this the outcast from now on because the P is silent? Um, yeah, I, I think it's a. It's, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a fun card. I mean, the, the, it's a really strong fight. Now it's also an ESPN card, so I, I, I was thinking maybe this would be an ABC card, which is not as just an ESPN card, but yeah. It's not an ESPN Plus card, so they they stacked it a little bit more, and uh, yeah, I mean there are there are good fights on this card. I mean, uh, Rob Font against Davison Figueredo, that would be easily a main event or a co-main event on an Apex card, you know. And here it's not even like co or main event. Um, you got, for example, I know, listen, man, Misha Tate is not Misha Tate from like a couple of years ago, but she's still like the former champion, and she's on the prelims. So it's like it's a pretty stacked card, I think, you know. I think it's a great card. All right, let's get into it. We'll start with the first fight, guys. Oh, let's get some comments here. We got Joe. We got uh, the, the DXJC56. What does that even stand for, man? We got to know. Jamie Gidley. What's up, Jamie? How's it going, man? And we got Octagon updates. We'll probably get some more people trickling in. Our boy Glenn probably isn't here. Short notice Sunday morning. But uh, Glenn, Yeah, I also miss Marcus. Yeah, Marcus too. But uh, those guys can listen to, to the, the – There's the John. John's here? Oh, Awesome. And John, again, we still think it's you in the chat. You're lying to us, right? It's got to be him. I think it's him. I think he's lying to us. It's got to be him in the Discord because the guy, like the guy's picture, looks like your picture on Twitter, and it's John B. Like if that's not you, then who the hell is that guy? He's an imposter, Marcel. Imposter, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Daniel? And Cross Pato, yeah, that fight was going to be good. I, I thought that was one of the best fights of the card. Okay, there we go. DX John C. Oh god, this guy's a big wrestling guy. I know CM Punk came back to WWE last night. It's funny. Yeah, All right, him. let's get into it. Marcel, start with the first fight of the night. Veronica Hardy versus Jamie Lynn Horth. Odds are really close on this one. Minus one fifteen, Jamie Lynn Horth, Veronica Hardy minus one oh five. I'll I'll let you start on this one. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I'll let you start on this one because it's a very hot one. I have taking my the, thoughts, but taking the Canadian. I like the Canadian here, mm-hmm. Jamie Lynn Horth. I think she wins. I I, I think she's good value here at minus one fifteen. The line is going down. I'm taking a shot on her, guys, because I think she's the better fighter, honestly. Veronica Hardy, I know she had a great performance against Julianne Miller, but I, I think especially after Miller's last fight with Santos, she's just not UFC Cal- She's not like who I thought she was. I thought mm-hmm. she was actually a pretty good prospect. Man, she's like so flawed as a fighter. Um, it was a good performance by Hardy, but overall, I mean, she's still two and four. And she was on, I know, Ariel's show. I saw the clip, and, and he's like asking her, like, do you think you'll fight, like, uh, for the belt one day, and she's like, uh, dude, I'm two and four in the UFC. Like, I'm not even thinking about that. Like, 
There's a lot to like about her, honestly. You know, she has more experience in the UFC. Dan Hardy's her head coach. It's her husband. Um, she does have a few, you know, uh, notable wins, I guess. Like, Pollyanna Vienna is a nice yeah, win. Yeah, big win. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice win. And, and I guess that would be her only notable. Ryan Miller, I guess, too, ultimate fighter. But, again, I just haven't been super impressed with her overall in the UFC. I think she's beatable. And, you know, she's hittable. And she can be taken down. Like, she has a negative striking differential of over one. Uh, about, yeah, over one. 3.35 to 4.38. That's not good. And then the takedown defense is 55. So uh, for her to win, I think she'd have to take down Horth. And she does have decent takedowns. Like, I'll, I'll give her that. Especially the last fight was very impressive. But, again, I'm just – I'm still not convinced. And then with Horth, uh, Jamie Lynn Horth, I mean, I thought that was a good debut for her, right? Six and 6-0 now in, in, in MMA. And that was a good debut for her. Obviously, before that, she uh, had fought for LFA. She fought for BFL. So, yeah, it's a de- decent experience. TKO as well. She fought on the over one of zero cards. Slowly been working her way up the regional scene in Canada and then gets a call to the UFC, gets a call to LFA and then to the UFC. You know, someone that doesn't fight that often, really been strategic with her fights over the years. And I think she's a pretty good prospect. The, the problem with I have with her, she's 33. So, I don't think, like, she'll be fighting for the belt. So, I think, and I think she's a little bit, you know, by the time she's ready, to, like if she has like a long win streak, she'll probably be like 35, 36. So I just don't see that happening. But I still think she beats girls like Hardy. They're just average fighters. Um, this is someone that's decent. Like, again, she actually has two wins over Lupe Godinez as an amateur too. So someone that's never lost, someone that is a winning pedigree, and someone that I think is a decent prospect. So I'm going with Jamie Lynn Horth, guys. I like her at minus 115. I think it's good odds. There's, there's, uh, there's my thoughts. I think she wins the decision. What do you think, man? Yeah, man, the thing is, like, with recency bias, it got me really, like, uh, considering what uh, maybe Hardy is getting better, you know, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, you, you you shouldn't shouldn't let recency bias get to you, you know, and if you look at Jamie Lynn Hart, I don't think it was an amazing debut, to be honest, man, against, um, yep. oh, what's her name again? The Haley Cowan. All, Haley, Haley Cowan, yeah. All hail Cowan, yeah. Yeah, Haley Cowan wasn't a great debut, but she got it done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um for that, she, she she looked good in LFA. Um, I also take her, but I'm not as confident as you were. I'm still going with a decision, but I take her as well. Yeah, I mean, again, women's MMA, it's probably going to be the scorecard, so there's <laughs> some some risk there. But, like, again, I pick a price, I'll take a shot, and I think she wins. <laughs> Court by decision, that's right. Like, uh, was Hardy getting better or was Miller the awful? I think the second, I think. But, you know, Hardy's got the game better. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's just I don't know it's going to be good enough to win. <laughs> I'm not going to read this comment out loud. That's just really funny, though. I'll say that. That's a funny one. And here's a question from Belter. Mike Hogan's like they're one of their like matchmakers, right? Isn't he? Yeah. He used okay. to be like a manager for a lot of guys. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's doing that anymore. Go to the next fight here, guys. We got Wellington Turman taking on Jared Gooden in the UFC welterweight division. And odds for this one have Turman minus 200 plus 165 on Jared Gooden. Uh, I'm leaning Turman in this fight a little bit, Marcel. The experience, I think he does have a better ground game if he gets there. Um, the striking is like improving a little bit. Um, he was pretty chinny early on in his career. He's kind of turned that around. He's been more durable. Um, but again, I think the ground game is really where he's going to shine in this fight. Because if he does stay on the feet, he's, he could get knocked out. It's possible. Gooden's obviously got power. Gooden's got a reach advantage. But um, Gooden, one in four in the UFC, I don't like guys with those kind of records. It just you know makes me feel like he's not... The UFC caliber, again, look at with him. You talk about negative striking differential. Guys, 4.73 to 6.76. That is just not good. And I understand, you know, Turbin, how many strikes he's landing? Well, he's landing three. And he also has a negative differential, 3.04 to 3.87. So, again, a lot of flawed fighters coming in. 
I think all four fighters we talked about have a negative striking differential so far. You know, so it's not good. But again, what I see the difference in this fight is the, is the ground game, right? Because if this fight goes to the ground, I think Terman wins all day. The risk is if it stays standing, he get knocked out. Um, don't think I would bet on him at minus 200 personally. It's not the kind of guy I'd want to lay juice on. But I think Terman wins a decision maybe. What are you thinking? I think I think Thurman should bulk up so we can call him beefy Wellington Thurman. You know, um, he's like, um, how should I say it? He's not a bad fighter, but I also not great. You know, he trained. I think he trains with Glover, with Alex Pereira, with Rodrigo Bellato or Rodolfo Bellato. Um, it's like a weird fight to me, you know, because I think Gooden can knock him out, but at the same time, I have more I have more confidence to pick Terman here. I, I'm with you there, actually, man. I think I pick Terman. I think it goes all three rounds. I think I pick him with the decision, but uh, I don't think it will be a great fight, to be really honest, man. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. All right, let's go to the next fight. We got uh, light heavyweights, Adolfo Bellotto taking on Igor Ihor, 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 Pateria. Uh, <laughs> kind of a funny name. We got Shogun's, the guy who retired Shogun against Falato. I, yeah. I, I, anytime I write this guy's name, I keep, like, he keeps going to Bellator, like, he gets autocorrected to Bellator. So, Same. I had to double, <laughs> I did double check. I didn't do that. Anyways, he's, I think, the biggest favorite in the car. He's minus 450. Pateria plus 350. Like, I'm obviously going to take Bellato. I know you are too. Like, we obviously have to pick this guy. Because yeah. he's like a beast, he's got power and everything. But like at the same time, like fuck that. Laying minus four fifty on this guy, no way. Like I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Light heavyweight, um, Igor does have power. You know, we've seen him get a knockout in the UFC. He had that knockout in contender. I, I think he gets knocked out. This fight's not going very long. I think I think it probably ends in the first round. If I had to first round. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm taking Bellotto by knockout or so, but honestly, like I, I, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet minus four fifty. I don't think he's a safe parlay piece in it by any means. You know, it's light heavyweight. Both guys have knockout power. Both guys have been knocked out. We saw Bellotto get knocked out by Petrino, and I know Petrino's really fucking good, but, you know, it's not like he's he's invincible. So, Bellotto by, by knockout is my pick, but I wouldn't I wouldn't lay minus 450 on this dude. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'll take Bellotto in the first round by knockout or TKO. Um, I don't really have trust in Pateria, you know, to be really honest. Um uh, he, I know he won against Shogun, but uh, he looked bad against Alberg, and we both uh, pretty much thought that would happen as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, how much can you really take away for a win over Shogun, like in this in this time of his career, right? Like, obviously, it was it was a good win for him, but you know, overall, you'd be the guy that's you know he's retired now, so it's yeah. really not that impressive. All right, for the next fight here, we got Steve Garcia taking on Melchizedek Costa. Odds for this one, my security on. Pardon? Pardon? Interesting fight. Yeah, yeah. Costa minus plus one ninety. I'll let you start then because you like it. So give me your thoughts. Yeah, man. I uh, I always like Melchizael Costa. You know, uh, he he was always on my radar, and it's not because I thought he was an amazing fighter, but because of his uh, how do you say that uh, fertility. Right, so he was yeah. really jumping out of other fighters when when you saw him fight, and uh, I always thought he was pretty pretty decent. You know, um, he came to the UFC after his uh, LFA win on short notice for Thiago Moises. He didn't do bad in the fight, but he got finished. But I think he really looked good, man, against Austin Lingo last time. You know, I think uh, he he showed that the the, the qualities he had, 
he has, you know. And um, if you look at Steve Garcia, he's on two-fight win streak. Uh, look good against Chase Hooper. Looked like a world beater pretty much against him. Then beat Shailan, which was a good win. Um, yeah, only only lost twice in the UFC and uh, one very bad loss by knockout against Mahashata. Um, yeah, I, I think will be a fun fight, but uh, I, I think... I think Melchizedek might be better on the ground, man. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's how I think. I'm going with Costa here. I think he wins the decision. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know what, man? I'm with you. I think he wins. I, dude, I was so impressed by his fight with uh, Austin Lingo. Like that dude's a tough dude, by the way, for not getting finished. I was just beyond impressed. I'm like, holy shit! Like this guy is a great striker. He has some decent uh, uh, takedown ability too. I think he's, I think he's super legit, man. I think he's really good. And uh, you know, in his debut, he lost to Moises and. Looking back, like, Moises, I don't, I don't think Moises is that great. But again, it was at lightweight, it was up weight, and, and you know, down at down a featherweight, I like him better. And Garcia, a guy that's a guy that's really inconsistent. You know, like I know he's look, he's got a lot of power. I mean, obviously we've seen that lately. But a guy that's beatable, a guy that's inconsistent in my opinion, and a guy that you know has been around a long time, and I think he's beatable too. So I know both guys uh, actually have been around quite a long time. Anyways, I I like Makizio Marcel Milk Milk Coffee. What is that? What does that stand for? I have no idea. What does that mean? Hold on, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. I, 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 I guess it's just like it's just a short form for his name, like his actual yeah. name. What decision you're thinking, or or yeah, I'm picking him by decision. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's what I, that's what I'm picking too. But uh, I think he could knock out Garcia too. I think it's possible. I would definitely take a look at that as well. You know, like yeah. Mahashate knocked out Costa, so I'm kind of surprised we're on the same page in this one, man. <laughs> really, I, I actually like him quite a bit here, to be honest with you. Nice. Yeah, like again, to be fair, I haven't been amazing at picking Garcia's fights. You know, to be fair, mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I still think you know, a guy that got dropped by twice by Charlie Altaveras, twice by Mahashate, I don't trust him at all. You mean Simon Strobop? Yeah. <laughs> We got Ricard close against Joe Selecki at lightweight. Odds for this one are also close. Minus 130 close, plus 110 Selecki. I, I like close in this fight. I, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this one. What, Me you too. Like too. There yeah. we go. I, I, I mean, my thought initially was just like, yeah, I think he wins. And the line is like really like tight. I think it's gone down, right? Don't forget. Yeah, it's 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 been tight for a while. But yeah, I mean, it went up for a bit. Now it's coming back down. I just think close will be able to to sprawl and brawl here. I think this is a great fight for him to sprawl and brawl. Um, Selecki is like a pure grappler. His striking is pretty bad, I think. Um, you know, I know closest takedown defense is not amazing. It's 69%. Nice, but, you know, it's not, it's not amazing, but it's good enough, I think. Like, for instance, last year, his last fight last year against Hoppe Garcia, he, he did enough to keep the fight standing for long enough where he was able to outstrike his opponent and win. I think that's how this fight looks. Like, Joe might get a takedown here and there, but I don't think he'll be able to hold down close. Close gets up, close to the better boxer, better kickboxer, better striker. And uh, I think he wins this fight. I like him here. Minus 130, I, I like those odds. I, I For Selecki so to win, he'll have to grapple him. And I just don't mm -hmm. think he'll be able to get him down consistently enough. And again, on the feet, I think Close is just a much better striker. So I like Close here, Marcel. I know he's a little bit older, but uh, I still think he gets the job done. And I know you like him too, right? So there you Yeah, Close on the radar, man. I think uh, many is, people are uh, always overlooking him. I always see he lost two fights in the UFC. Lost seven to and two Taylor. in the UFC. Sorry to cut yeah. off, but seven and two. Great record. Really good. Yeah, and he, and his losses to David Taymor, who was on a on a on a good streak back then, and against Benil Darius, who he also almost finished, but Benil came back and he knocked him out. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, dude is good. You know, he, I've, I always felt like he was underrated. So, um, and, and also for Joe Selecki, Joe Selecki is like, is also has a pretty good record in the Five and one. I'm looking at yeah. that right now. It's actually really good. Better than Split I thought. Split loss to Gordon, right? So um, that was a close fight. It could be six yeah. and zero. It could be. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a fun fight on the prelims. It's pretty much uh, b buried on the, in the prelims, but it's a fun yeah. fight, I think. I favor close a little bit more, you know, so I'm picking to a car close, like I said. So, yeah. I think the Lions is, like, really good here for him. Uh, if you like him, then he, he's a good bet. I think the minus 130, close one. I think he'll, I think he'll win, yeah, maybe 29-28. Maybe, like, the first round, Slecky will get him down and, and maybe grind it out. You're kind of, like, out of shape. But I think close is going to sprawl brawl his way to win here, guys, personally. Otto, you like Slecky, eh? I mean, he's a good grappler again, but uh, I just think close is – wrestling is anti-wrestling will be enough in this fight i know again 69 percent is not a great takedown defense and if you look at his stats he gets taken down a lot of his fights but he has been fighting pretty good grapplers throughout his career to be fair like he's close has actually fought a lot of wrestlers and guys with good takedown defense uh, takedowns and his takedown defense is, is held up enough to win all right let's go to the next fight here guys we have this fight you know another one of these uh, big favorites here we got zach reese taking on cody brundage in the UFC middleweight division. And right now, Zach Reese is minus 230, plus 195 on, on Cody Brundage. I like Zach Reese in this fight. I can't pick Cody Brundage. There's no way. I, I just don't think Cody's that good. So beatable. I mean, he was on his way to a loss in the last fight before he uh, got the DQ. And I don't blame him for that. Like, his opponent, Malcoon, with those back-of-the-head elbows. And, again, if you're, you're like, career's on the line, you're going to take that DQ every time. But I, I think this is it for him. I think he's going to lose, get cut, and UFC's not going to invite him back. Um, I think Reese finishes him. Uh, Zach Reese inside the distance. I'm digging submission. I think a, a submission is possible. I also think a knockout is possible. Um, I'm definitely going to take the guy that's undefeated. But again, you know, I will say this: like his level of competition is not very good. So that that's what that's the only hesitancy I have. It's because he really hasn't fought anyone that great. But I just can't pick Brundage, man. Reese, bigger guy, longer guy. We haven't seen him lose before. Whereas we see Brundage lose all the time. Zach Reese inside the distance. What do you think? Yeah, I feel that, but what happens when it goes out of the first round? Because Zach Reese has never been outside the first round in his professional career, I should say. So, um, yep. if he can finish him, it will probably in the first round, right? Um, but after that, it's like a big, we don't know, you know? And uh, Cody Brandes, listen, Cody has it look good lately let's be honest Malcolm fight wasn't good uh the Dumas fight was probably even worse and the fight before he actually didn't look bad against Vieira man in the first round he almost finished him but he made a mistake by going to the ground and uh in the second round that Vieira finished him there so honestly I think it's a lot closer actually than the than, than the than the odds are you know but I understand that Reese is mm -hmm. the favorite um yeah most smart pick probably going race by uh, by finishing the first round, and uh, that's that's the way I would lean. But I wouldn't be surprised, dude, if Brandish gets a late finish or wins a decision because I don't know how Reese looks in second and third rounds. I know he went to a third round once, I think against Holland yep. in this uh, in this in this uh, amateur, and yep. he lost that one. I think he he won another fight in his amateur career in round two, but. Uh, he never went to a to a to a to a third round in his professional career, not even in the second round, you know. So, and normally at an amateur level, uh, set yeah. or uh, the, the rounds are three three minutes and not five, right? Yeah. So, that's tough, you know. I mean, we can, we shouldn't underestimate that. We've seen before 
many times that fighters had almost almost first round finishes that were undefeated and then going into the second round they were fucked. i mean i think abdul razak al hassan is a good example uh, when he came into the UFC, he had all first round finishes, I think, and then Omari Akhmadov got him out of the first round, and he had he was gassing in the second and third round. He lost them by split decision that fight. So we shouldn't be sure, I think, but I understand that most people will go will go with Reese. I would do as well in the first in the first round, but everything outside the first round is like question mark for me, man. To be really honest. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, the Kevin Holland fight. I was looking at that the other day. That was he was eighteen, and that was his amateur debut. And again, you know, Holland turned out to be pretty fucking yeah. good. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, not a bad loss. I want to get this comment from our guy. What's up, Mike? Mike's MMA picks. Hope you guys are having a great Sunday. Continue to great work, gentlemen. Uh, likewise, my brother. Hope you're doing well uh, as well, Mike. I'd like to know what what's, uh Mike's got the fridge. He, he has a fridge. He pins his best fights on the ones he's looking to bet on. So wondering well, what uh, you, you pinned on there recently, Mike. We're gonna see also, guys, uh, follow Mike on uh, on, Twi on Twitter or X, one of the nicest guy out of there. And... Uh, always uh fun to interact with so uh, if you want to have a good uh, guy to follow follow mike as well you know there you go all right let's go to the next fight here marcel back to ufc austin and we got julia avila taking on misha tate it's a prelim fight marcel's thinking it might be elevated to main card because uh we it lost Personally, I would elevate close against Selecki, you know, but I think the ufc with name value and misha tate is in the promo by the way as well you know yeah I would think they would would uh, uh, if they do a fight uh, putting up on the main card is probably this one. Plus, there is not a women fight on the main card, yeah. you know. So normally they always do. So I would think so. But with the Thanksgiving weekend, you know, the UFC is pretty much doing nothing. You know, I know they not announced some fights, you know, but yeah, not, nothing is put out. And it's just like that 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 song against Gutierrez card, man. They're like, yeah. here's the full card. You go to the website, you see one fucking fight. You know, so <laughs> and that's why they didn't have a card last, like you know, this weekend. I guess I should say because it was Thanksgiving. No, for sure. Now I include in. Obviously, we we celebrated Thanksgiving last month in Canada. So I know, I don't know about you guys. Do you, do you have Thanksgiving? In, in no, we don't have that over here, man. But uh, the, the funny thing is, like Thanksgiving is related to Black Friday, right? So uh, kind of the Black Friday yeah. is like the shopping holiday, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they have that here as well. But why do we have Black Friday? It's just a, a, a how do you say that? It's just a reason for the stores to act like they have huge discounts, but while they put the prices up before they give. The I discount. saw that. I saw that video on Twitter too. I saw that. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back to the card. We got like I said, Misha Tate versus Julia Avila. Odds of this one: Avila minus one sixty, plus one thirty-five on Misha Tate. I actually want to hear your thoughts on this one first. I have a I have a lean in this fight. I want to hear what you think. What do you think? Yeah, this this is a horrible fight to pick, to be really honest, man. Because I think Misha Tate is still on a huge decline, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Julia Avila has la her last mm -hmm. fight was in 2021. It was against mm -hmm. Julia Stoliarenko. Stoliarenko is at 125 now, where she belongs apparently, and not at 135. Before that, she lost to Sajara Eubanks, and she got a win over Mazzani. I mean, <sighs> where can I? What should I look at? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Julia also comes back from giving birth to, to her kid, I think. I know Misha has two children, I think, but she's already back for, for a couple of a couple of months, or even year, I think, more than a year. Um, this can go, this is a typical women fight that can go either way, man. That can go to a split decision, a unanimous decision. It's like a 50-50 fight to me. Um, I would think I go with Misha by decision, but still, I'm not sure. I think Julia can win the fight as well. This is a typical fight. Like, 
I would never, never, ever bet on this fight. Never. I agree with you, but at the same time, I'm also picking the dog here. So we we, we do have a consensus dog. It's just not like a confident one, right? Because yeah. Misha just looked so bad against Lauren Murphy. That being said, it was over a year ago, right? So mm-hmm. she's had time to like, you know, recover, I guess. And and the fight against Caitlin Vera, like, you know what? Yeah, she lost that fight. Her face got marked up, but she she landed a lot of strikes in that fight too. And of course, against Renault, looked amazing. So I'm, I just don't know where she is right now. And then with Avila, her first fight in like two and a half years, she also gave birth. She's coming back after giving birth. She barely fights. If, if you look at her topology, it's like there's so many canceled fights. It's crazy. Not all, not all of them her fault by any means. A lot of her opponent pullouts, weight misses, whatever. But if you look at her thing, she only has like four UFC fights and like 12 pullouts or something. Not again, For, not just her pulling out her opponents as well. Go ahead. The funny thing, I think only one of those are uh, is where she pulled out all yes, the others as well. The last fight with Pennington. <laughs> yeah. The other ones are all it's bad luck. I agree with that. I'm just saying, like, she doesn't fight that often. So I don't know how good she really is. Like, she's looked pretty good in the UFC. It's a finisher, you know, she looked good in Invicta back in the day, but I don't know, man. I'm I don't I don't know what to think about her coming off such a long layoff, giving birth. And same with Tate when when she did, you know, we weren't sure and she looked great, and then she's declined since then, but I don't think losing to Vieira and Murphy is like the worst look. You know, those are both pretty good fighters. And um, in this fight, she's moving back up to Bantamweight. You know, I, I think that that cut to flyweight was was really tough on her. I think she'll look better. I would I would assume at Bantamweight again. Um, yeah, Michi Tape on decision, man. I mean, again, I'm with you. Like, I, I wouldn't want to bet on this fight because I'm not like super confident, guys. But like, I, I favor her a little bit. And I know based on like the value and based on betting theory, you know, we should be putting some money on her. It's just, I don't want to bet in every fight. There's other spots I like better. You know, I already talked about some of the other ones, so it's not a spot I love. I just think she should be slightly favored. Like, I would have put this, I think Misha should be like minus 130 and then plus 110 at Avila. That's the way I line it. So, you know, you're getting a little bit of value. It's just hard to really be confident in someone that has, hasn't looked very good in a while. That's what I'm saying. But I do think, yeah, she's she's going to look better, I think, at her, at her natural weight again. Do you think – see me? what's up, Joseph? Do you see Misha announcing retirement? If she loses, yeah. But uh, I think she can win this one. Actually, I think I could see either of the, the fighters who lose retire. You know, I'm just not sure where, where Avila is at right now. You know, so long away. Again, has a little kid now. Um, it could make her, like, super Julia Avila, and she could be, like, super mom out there. Or, you know, she could – show the, the signs of, of a long layoff. I don't really know. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. No, we can't trust Misha. That's the problem. But we 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 both we both like her. You like her. I think she should be favored slightly. Like again, the level of competition over the years, um and just the, the overall grappling, I would I would favor that. But again, the, the amount of damage, the layoffs, like everything is just it's really tough to to, to pick her. By the way, I was gonna I was gonna ask you, do you remember when she used to be Misha Takedown Tate, like way back in the day? Yeah, oh that? yeah, before yeah. cupcake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We got Clay Guida taking on Joaquin Silva. This is the prelim main event, I believe, and odds for this one. Neto BJJ is minus three ten and the carpenter plus two fifty. What's your thoughts on this one? Like so Silva's a big favorite here. What do you think? Um yeah, I mean, um I, listen, man. Clay Guida's always game, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, jo- Joaquin Silva is a guy who is like, he's, he's pretty chinny, let's be honest, he's kind of chinny, but at the same time, I don't see Guida putting him away, to be really honest, man, do you? I mean, I I favor it's, Silva here. It's it's 
it's it's a little tricky, I think, you know, personally. Do you have anything else to add or should I jump in? Yeah, you can jump in for sure. Like, it's just tough to pick Clay because he's 41, right? That's the real problem here is he's, he's eight years older, right? And he has, you know, been really consistent. But, like, I don't know how you trust Silva at minus 310. Like, I, I just don't think you can. Uh, with the three knockout losses, last four fights. The problem is, like, when is Clay Guida knocked someone out last, right? Was it uh, Joe Lozon six years ago? He's not a knockout guy. If he was a knockout guy, I'd pick him at those odds, right? But he's not. That That's the problem I have. And then uh, the other thing is, like, this guy's nickname is Neto BJJ. We don't really see him go to the ground that much, but, no. like, he does have BJJ, and Clay's been submitted so many times. Like, I don't trust this. Tr- I don't trust Clay in the ground either. So, I don't know, because I, I do – there's part of me that thinks Clay could still grind it out. I, I still think there's it's possible. So, that's why I would, I would pass. I wouldn't bet minus 310 on walking Silva. That's crazy. You know, guy, this guy should never be favored by that much. At the same time, though, like, I, I don't know if I could pick Clay because the age, super inconsistent. I, I can't play Clay Guida. I can't do it. I, I thought about it, but I can't, you know. Walking Silva by – I'll take him – I guess I'll take him by submission because Clay always gets submitted. So, that's kind of where I'm leaning. But I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just staying away from this one. What do you think, though? I'm picking Joaquim Silva. Um and I think he uh, he finishes Clay via TKO. By knockout, eh? Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I don't like the odds in this one either. Like him, Bellotto, Reese. Like these guys are landmines waiting to happen. Like one of those guys will lose, I think. One of those big favorites. You know, I'd stick to the lower favorites on this card personally. Although there's a few guys coming up that I like as well. <sighs> Get some comments. Oh, you're talking about Kate. Yeah, yeah, no, she doesn't uh, like getting hit. By the way, thanks, Fight Talk, for the uh, artwork again, my brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, the, the recency bias, man, because he looked good against Armin. I agree, because, like, if this fight was before the Armin fight, why would he be minus 310? He wouldn't be. That's the thing. But I also agree with this. Like, Clay did not look – yeah, he looked like he's in quicksand sometimes. Met Kenny Ford, right Hong, Grand Couture. That's awesome, dude. Dude, that's sick. A couple legends right there. I, I don't know if I could – well, Hall's a legend of grappling. So there you go, three legends. Want to play Clay's toughness to lose the decision. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, right? It's possible. Right? I, I don't I don't know, man. Walking Souls fights don't – they don't really go the distance. I don't think this one will either. All right. We'll go to the next fight here, guys. We have Puna Soriano taking on Dustin Stoltis. Right now, this is the opening main card fight. That could change. We lost Khalil Roundtree and Azmat Mirzakhanov. Right now, Puna is a huge favorite. Puna Soriano is minus um, 270 plus 220 and Dustin Stoltis. I'll start on this one. I think Puna knocks him out in the first round. I think this fight is one of the easiest fights to call on the card. Puna, huge knockout power. Um, Dustin Stoltz was a guy that just, you know, does not have a very good chain, in my opinion. A guy that's, uh, guy that's uh, able to be finished. He's one and three in his last four with three finished losses, three losses by by stoppage. And, and uh, you know, I know he has that win over Piper, but it was an injury, really. Like, that's kind of what he's still, I think, getting another chance for. I, I'm really surprised he's getting another fight. He's one and four. I don't think he's looked very good at all. So it's almost like a setup for them to keep Soriano around because, uh, you know, he's been a little inconsistent too, three and three. But you look at it, the three, first off, the three wins are by knockout. So he's got huge power. The two, two of the losses are to Brendan Allen and Roman Kopilov. Those are not bad. Lo- those guys are both monsters. And then the one loss to Nick Maximov, I know he got taken down a lot, but he outstruck him. I thought he won that fight based on damage. And I think if that fight was now, like, a, like it's almost two years later, with the whole damage over control thing, I think he would easily would have won that decision. So 
Yeah, I'm going with Puna and Marcel. I think he knocks him out. I really like him here. Of, of the, the bigger favorites, he's the one I like the most, I think. Puna by knockout. What do you think? Yeah, Puna by knockout first round, man. I would pick I, I would pick the same, you know. It's uh yeah. it's kind of like I don't want to say bad, but it's kind of the odd fight on the main card, you know, pretty much, you know. I think I uh, think they're setting him up for a knockout. I think yeah, that's the only sort I can of imagine, way. right? Yeah, yeah, because like they don't want Dustin Stoltz to win, do they? I don't I don't think so, you know. I don't think either, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. There's some fights in the prelims that I think could have been a main card. It's a little the boat order's a little odd on this card, I'll say that. Um no, he definitely beat Maximov. Like, cause again, he outstruck him. I thought you 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 scored it for him too, right? In that fight, I had it for him too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 should have won based on damage. Puna shouldn't be that big of a favor anyone. I get what you're saying, and because he's inconsistent for sure. But like, I think he eats Dustin Fultz for breakfast here, guys. I really do. All right, we'll go to the next fight here. We got Sean Brady taking on Kelvin Gastelum. The rebooking. Glad we're finally getting to see this fight. Hopefully. Cross fingers, no one gets injured. Sean Brady minus one thirty, Kelvin Gaston plus one ten. You go ahead, Marcel. Give me your thoughts. Um, sorry, I was I was distracted. Kelvin against uh, Sean Brady. Yes, yeah, but... Sean Brady's minus one thirty, Gaston plus one ten. I think man, many people are counting on Sean Brady after that loss against Bilal Muhammad, but I think Sean Brady is still a pretty good, pretty good fighter. You know what I mean? I always liked him. He got the. Yep. I mean, I mean, he, he was undefeated, right, before that fight. But uh, many people are taking his hands off him because he got finished by Bilal Muhammad. Um, if you look at Calvin Gaslam, had a good return last time. You know, after uh, almost two years not fight, I think one half year. Yes, Chris Curtis got the decision win there. Was close fight. Was fight of the night, I think. Um, yeah, now fighting Sean Brady, going back to 170 uh, for the first time in a long time. I wonder if he can make. I hope he can make it. You know, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, honestly, I still favoring Sean, man, in this fight. You know, I think Sean can gets gets the win. Do he finishes him? I don't think so. Cover the super tough, but I favor Sean getting the decision, man. It's still my pick too. Like it, it hasn't changed, but um, I mean the, the last fight's definitely concerning. There's no doubt. Like the, the striking did not look great, and Bilal just destroyed him. But again, Bilal's pretty good, so it's like maybe that's not as bad of a loss as I thought at the time. And then with Kelvin, like just so inconsistent, man. Like I, I don't know what to think about this guy. Right? He barely fights anymore. Fought one time in the last two and a half years. Like he barely fights. But again, a guy who's like you can't really count him out either, right? Like he's been in there with everyone and. Tons of experience against high-level competition. I think he could win the fight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from it. I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna pick Brady by decision. Uh, I think the fight goes three rounds either way. But I could see Kelvin sneaking it out too, man. I really could, um, because that last fight is so concerning to me with the, with the strike defense. Uh, it bothers me. So Kelvin could, you know, if he's brawls and brawls here, could outstrike him. I think. But I think Brady will grind him out a little bit against the fence. Maybe get a takedown here and there. I think that's kind of what I'm counting on, the 62% takedown defense by, by Kelvin. Um, I think you can get taken down and controlled a little bit here. So, Sean Brady by decision. Um, and that's that's this, this guy's banging on. Bang, hit the nail on the head as well because that's all I have it as well, just with the with the grappling. It's a little over a Brady. He might be. He might. We'll see. I mean, he might be. We'll see. Brady by decision. Brady doesn't sub. Kelvin gets knockout. I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I think it goes to three, though. But yeah, I, I agree with this too. Like the the hands were concerning. The, the striking was not very good with you. Yeah, and then what was the other fight he had? Brady had a fight with Kiesa? yeah, Court, Court, Court McGee. That fight too oh, was if you that was four years ago. But like he yeah. really got like he got a lot of strikes landing against him in that fight, and he did win. But it kind of always concerned me. Like the next four fights, he took everyone down, like basically beat them on the ground. You know, so like again, 
to win this fight, you'll have to get it down. Against Bilal, that's a tough fight to get down, right? Like, Bilal's got great, you know, wrestling. So he went 0-5 in that fight in the takedowns. I think you'll be able to get Kevin down, though. So that's my pick in this one. All right, we'll go to the next fight. We got just three fights left. This one, is, I, I think, is also an interesting fight, guys. We got Rob Font taking on Davison Figueredo, who's making his debut at, at the 135-pound division. I think his debut in the division, right? Or did he fight there once? No, I don't think so. I think he no. always fought at 125. Yeah, but he missed weight a couple of times. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's his official bandweight debut. Rob Font right now is favored, minus 135, Davison plus 115. What do you think about this one? There's another interesting fight. You, you go first. I have really my thoughts on this one. So You, you do have your thoughts. Ah, yeah. Jesus Christ. I I, <laughs> I think this is one of the hardest fights to call on the card, personally. I, I just I have no idea, guys. Like At, at first, I was leaning Davison right, a little bit because like I've always been kind of impressed by this guy. But moving up in weight, fighting a guy like Rob Font is a mainstay in this weight class. And also, Rob's got the height advantage, the reach advantage. Um, obviously, Rob, you know, has fought the who's who at 135. I do think Rob's on a decline. I definitely think so. I think that's fair to say, but I still think the guy's a very good striker. We've seen that. His jab is ridiculous. Um, I, th- I think he, I think he probably wins this fight. But yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, because he's such a mainstay at 135. That's my, that's why I'm picking him here. But again, I think Davidson could win. I think it's definitely possible. The guy's a beast, and. You know, he, he, especially this fight, if it goes to the ground or if he gets his neck, he can submit him. Um, it's just tough to pick Davison because he hasn't looked that great in the last couple of fights, really, for the most part. The, the second, or the, yeah, the second Moreno fight, looked, or the third Moreno fight, I should say, looked good. It's just hard to know, right? He's fought Moreno four straight fights. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to look like when he fights someone else. I don't know. I have no idea. What do you think? I, this one, I really have no clue on, guys. I'm picking Font by the season, thing. I guess, but I don't know. What do you think? The funny thing is that, like, uh, Corey Santing showed the blueprint how to beat Rob Font. At the same time, I don't think Davidson is as good on the ground, to be really honest, and cannot control him like like that for three rounds, you know? Um, he will have a high disadvantage, a reach disadvantage. Um, that's why I'm leaning Font, you know? But if Font plays stupid, you know, and he lets Davidson control him on the ground, he can lose yeah. the fight, you know? But keep standing. I, I favor Font. I think uh, Davison uh, is better off in, at 125 than 135. So, yeah, no, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, decision Rob Font for me. Oh, we ended up having the same pick. I just, I'm just not super confident in this one, but watch yeah. him just win easily. <laughs> just watch that happen. All right. We got two fights left, guys. This fight, short notice fight here in the co main event. We got Bobby Green and Jalen Turner. Three round fight. Dan Hooker's out of the fight. So the guy who lost to Dan Hooker, um, it fights Bobby Green instead. Kind of funny how it worked out, but uh, Turner is favored. In this fight, minus two thirty-eight, Bobby Green plus one ninety-five, super short notice, being this much of a favorite. What do you think? What's your thoughts? Everything speaks in favor of Turner in this fight. Besides the the how do you say that the, the experience, the short oh, okay. notice and experience. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, he's longer, he's taller, he's a bit longer reach. Uh, he's a good grab. Uh, he's a good stand-up fighter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Grappling is like not bad, but not great. You know, but Bobby Green mostly will probably try to keep the fight standing as well, you know. So, um, interesting fight. I, I I favor Turner a little bit, man. I'm I'm not 100 sure, but I favor Turner a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm underrating Bobby again here, you know. But um, 
I'm picking Turner by decision, not by finish. But uh, I think it. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going with a finish actually. No, I'm going with a finish. I'm going with a second round TKO because I think if it goes to decision, Bobby has to has the chance to to still get the win by decision. I'm going with a TKO second round for Turner. Yeah, I mean, again, like you said, everything points to him to win, right? Like the the mm -hmm. height, the reach, the age. The ground game probably too. Like I'd imagine. Like I know Green actually has a decent ground game, but like if it goes to the ground, I would imagine Turner would just be on top. Probably he's the bigger guy. The short notice bothers me though. You know the the line I don't like either. Either. Um. Who, by the way, who who were you gonna pick, Green or or Hooker? Who were you gonna pick in that one? Um. Yeah. Good question. Actually. Um. Who are I gonna pick? Probably Hooker, but I want a Green to win. But <laughs> probably Hooker. I was picking. Uh, I was picking Green. So, yeah. I mean, I think Green's got a chance to win this one too. I'm not betting on Turner in this fight. Like, I again, it's just. I know I've said like pass on a lot of these fights, but like I really think that's the way to go. Like, there's just a lot of these fights have weird circumstances, and this one with the short notice, like, it's just not a great spot. I don't think. And Green, man, I mean, he's looked great in the last couple of fights, right? Like, I know it was a 30 second fight, but knocked out Dawson, huge upset, and then. Tony Ferguson just absolutely destroyed him in every possible way. But again, you know, before that, Mahashev beat him up good. Dober knocked him out. Gordon was out striking him, I think, before he got knocked out. So with the headbutt. So yeah, I, I you know, I think it's a fight that Green could win, definitely. So I, I'm gonna pass. But my lead is Turner. I don't think the fight goes three rounds, though. I, I Green's fights have not been going three rounds lately. Someone's getting finished in this fight. I think it'll be Green getting you know, I'm leading maybe uh maybe a sub because uh Turner you know, can can really finish on the ground, but Green hasn't been subbed in a while, so maybe it's going to be a knockout. Either way, it's my pick. Uh, Bobby would have worked quicker. I was picking Green in that fight. Uh, Marcel, do you know why Barton was an option to fight Green? He's not in the UFC. He's I on think. the roster. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's pretty much it. You know, I think they they, they had a lot of takers on the card. Yeah. Oh, they actually, did? It's, it's actually funny, man. There are so many guys who actually said they wanted to fight him and actually wanted to fight him, you know, and then they asked Turner and Turner turned it down at first, you know, and then I, he came back. I guess they think Bobby's beatable, and he's ranked in the top fifteen, right? So yeah. it's a it's a good fight to take, really. Like, I, I, honestly, if I was the UFC, I would have done RDA because RDA lives in Austin right now, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm, I think Bobby was cool with it being at one seventy, for example. So I mean, yeah. I'm just concerned about Turner making one fifty five too. I really am. I, I, I'd be surprised. It's one fifty five, by the way, guys. Officially, uh, I, I checked. It's one fifty five, but. Man, Turner always had difficulties with getting uh, with uh, making that 155, and now he has to make 155 on less than two weeks' notice. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, Jared Gordon should have got the call. I would have did the rematch too. I think that would have been great. But again, Jared's. I think Jared cuts quite a bit of weight. I think and Turner does too, and he still took the fight. Already, Bobby was the fight. I thought they would do or Makanya, but regardless, we have a good fight here. So. It's hard to like really complain about it, Marcel. Yeah, through no, no, we're not complaining, but we're just looking at what options were possible. You know, we're not complaining. There you go. All right, guys, time for the main event: UFC Austin Armand Sarzukin against Benil Darius. Armand minus two ninety, Darius plus two thirty five. Armand opened, I think, like as a smaller favorite, much smaller. Actually, there was dog money on him at one point, and the line just keeps going up and up. So he's almost three to one. He might close at three to one. Um, I like Armin in this fight though, Marcel. Like, I would pick Armin almost over almost anyone in lightweight right now. Um, and Benil is a good fight. And actually, it's, it is a it's it's a different matchup for Armin because Benil is a good grappler. And we saw if you play MMA math, Armin loses here, right? Because Gamrot lost or Gamrot beat Armin, and, and then Benil beat, beat Gamrot. But 
I, I don't know. I mean, Armand, with the with the way he's finishing these fights now, um, with Darius being finished four times by knockout, you'll see I still don't trust his chain a little bit. And I think Armand could hurt him and finish him. So I'm going to take Armand Marcel by TKO. I don't think this fight goes to five. I think Armand gets him out of there and, and moves into that upper echelon. And then, you know, it'll be interesting to see who he fights next. Will it be, you know, Poirier? Will it be someone like that? Gaethje? Like, I don't know. Um, but I imagine if you beat Darius, then, you know, that really elevates you to the to the top of the ladder. So Armand by TKO, uh, I think he wins this fight. What do you think, Ben? We're going to have this fucking triangle, dude. You're going to have this uh, Gamrot wins against Sarukian. Yep. Sarukian wins against Darius, and Darius wins against Gamrot. Although I still think Sarukian actually beat Gamrot, to be really fair, you know. Um, only fight Sarukian lost, in my opinion, is the Makashev one, which he was competitive in when the fight of the night in his debut. Um, yeah, fun fight. Um, and this is the chance for Armand to get in that top five in the division, you know, or close to that top five. And uh, finally getting those fights, in my opinion, he deserves. And many people put way too much stock into uh, Joaquin Silva, uh, tagged him in that fight. You know, people are like, oh, he ain't that good. Listen, guys, people get tagged, you know. And the thing is, like, Armand took the fight. Many people wouldn't have taken that fight because there was too much on, uh, at stake at there, you know. He did, he had everything to lose in that fight, you know. Still came came back after getting uh, tagged and uh, or, uh, finished it with strikes. Um I'm taking Armand. I'm with I'm with Adam. I also think he gets a finish later in the fight. Probably, ah, uh, let's say I, I I think he finishes Darius by TKO in the third round. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he wins. Yeah, that's how I see it too. But I, I mean, the guys are making some good points. You know, like the, the solo fight was a lot closer than it should have been. Although he still ended up winning by knockout. And then Darius does you know have like he said that win over Gamrock guys where he showed good take on defense. Yeah, um, but I still think Armand's legit. Like I would pick Ar Like if you look at Armand, like if you look at the division, I think he matches up really well with some of these guys. But again, we'll, yeah. we'll see because, you know, at, at this point, we don't know. We, we saw him fight Gamera and he lost a close decision there. But uh, I, I am curious to see how he matches up against these elite guys because Darius is ranked fourth. So you got four versus eight, and uh, we both need number eight. It, it is interesting though, the low ranked guy is such a big favorite. That doesn't happen that often. So, you know, that's something interesting. Um, but yeah, okay, so we're good, with, we're good there. Uh, yeah, boxing's not amazing either. But again, I, I do think he can get Darius down eventually and, and ground ground and pound him. That's what I'm thinking happens. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We will see. Kogan looks to work with Ali. Is that a conflict of interest? Probably. I mean, hmm. the Armin Ismail. Uh, uh, Islam. Um, Islam. Yeah, Ismail. Uh, listen, that first fight, that was his debut, I think, right? And, and yeah. he did well. He did well in that fight. So. So yeah, all right, we're good there, Marcel. Um, yeah, I think we're we're good, man. We we just we previewed it. I, I think we're good, guys. But uh, that was a fun preview. I'm looking forward to this card. So just to recap the card, man, I, I think we had every pick the same. Is that right? Holy shit, we had all the same picks. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that doesn't that's happen that often. Yeah. That never happens between us. We always have at least one or two different. We had one consensus dog. It was Misha Tate. That was our one consensus underdog, <laughs> and we're not confident here. Give me your most confident picks in the card. My most confident picks in the card. Um, let me put it in front of me so I can see it. Uh, most confident picks, I would say Puna Soriano is a confident pick. Um, I, I say I'm pretty sure Draka Close wins. Rodolfo Bolado is a confident. I would say if I put say two Puna Soriano and Rodolfo Bolado, those are my two confident picks. I think most people end up parlaying those guys. Like, I, 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 you I, probably I, have Zacharias as well, yeah. 
Well, I'm, I'm actually, I was thought, I was thinking like uh, Costa kind of like a little bit. Uh, I like uh, him a lot in that fight personally, you know, but uh, yeah, no, I, Soriano is probably my favorite. And then, like I said, I liked uh, Horth. I, I thought she's interesting at cheap price and say we're close. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, da, 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 about to hit the first joint permit card. Hey, we'll take it. You know, I've actually been doing pretty good lately. That uh, Brian, who does the compiling on, you know, the guy that Xbox yeah. Switch guy. Yeah, like I think last week I was second place. Last two weeks I've been second place. So I'll take that, man. You know, um, for like all the cappers to be like that high up is pretty fucking good. So I'll, I'll definitely take that. I'll say this though, we we did pick a lot of the favorites on this card. There's bound to be an upset or two that we didn't see coming. Um, so that's why I said, you know, ah, don't bet on this guy at this price because there will be a landmine here, and you're going to be like, ah, fuck. It happens every week. It happens every week in every sport. You know, and football, basketball. There's always you always do a parlay, and one of them. Shit the shit the bed. Shabley, I don't know. Uh the dominance, I, I he might be, but I don't know. I think so he is, yeah. So he's with so Usman too, yeah. I was picking Roundtree as an underdog. That was one dog. Actually, we would have been different in that fight because I asked Marcel if he was gonna take Ozamot by, by yeah. knockout, I think, right? Knockout? Yeah. I was gonna take Roundtree by leg kick knockout. So yeah, there could be some safe spots, but again, it just scares me sometimes, bro. When it seems too easy, it never is, right? All right, guys. I think we're good. Uh Marcel, we're good here for UFC Austin. Um yeah, I think we'll get out of here, guys. We'll be back next week. We'll we'll, we'll recap this card and preview UFC Vegas eighty three song uh, Gutierrez. Anything else you want to say, man? Before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good. Um, looking forward to uh, to the to the fights this weekend, and uh, should be good, man. Moody Center in Austin, Texas. Let's do it, baby. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck with your bets.